Hey, well, welcome to Joel and Jonathan, the podcast about whatever we think is interesting. Whatever we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, I was... Actually, to... I have a story I could, we could start with. Um, I was recently at a convention, at an HR convention, you know, Human Resources, and I happened to go to the restroom and I saw some graffiti, uh, in, you know, in the bathroom stall. And the graffiti, I thought it was interesting, it said, uh, call Susie for good time management. <laughs> what a great segue into our topic this hey week. we should talk about time it's management time. <laughs> I, the reason I think this is an interesting one is because Jonathan is one of the more time conscious people I know but it's not I don't know it's just different the way we look at things so for example this morning um, it's first cold day we've really gotten here in San Antonio and we went to turn on our, our heater and didn't fire up uh-huh. and so I was like great we're going to have to pay somebody to come out here. It's going to take a, you know, a while. And so I started tinkering upstairs with it. Uh-huh. And I spent about 10 minutes. And I called a friend of mine who knows AC stuff. And he's like, he's like, dude, just spend 20 minutes trying to figure it out. And you'll figure it out. And I was like, ugh. And I was up there about like 25 minutes, I'm thinking. And I keep going back outside. I'm checking breakers. I'm checking the gas line. I'm checking everything. And I remember having this distinct thought opening the door thinking, Jonathan would have just called a repair guy, uh-huh. but I think I'm too cheap <laughs> to do it. But I also enjoyed the challenge of it. So what's interesting to me about time is that, well, another example is you, I love mowing my lawn. I hate it. I know you do. And you I mean, just, I'm happy that you mow your lawn. Yeah, I don't well, hate that fact. You've somehow justified in your mind that it's more worth your time to pay somebody else. Yeah. How have you justified that? So Jorge, my friend... <laughs> Comes over. Hey, my lawn guy. <laughs> he comes over for probably two hours sometimes, right? To mow my lawn, and he does a phenomenal job. I see those, you know, those uh, those orange uh, fishing line things that break off from the from the weed eater. Yeah. And every time I see one of those, I'm like, that didn't happen to me. I'm so happy. <laughs> like all those little annoyances, all that time for the thirty dollars I pay Jorge to do my lawn. That is well $30 worth Thirty dollars a shot. Thirty dollars a shot. But he comes out for like two hours. There's sometimes there's times, two of them. How many times do you come a month? Um, one to two, depending on you know if it's been raining. Um, so yeah, so I could spend sixty dollars a month on okay. lawns, but that's what four you, hours of my life. Yeah, every what are you month. doing with that four hours? Watching TV. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> so you're basically paying for more TV time. No, you see, you're looking at it wrong. I'm paying for relaxation time. I'm paying for refueling time. Whereas, I mean, you like doing lawn care. So it actually, like, you find that to be soothing and I relaxing. I feel like a great use of my time. Saves me money. Yeah. Um, yeah, every once in a while, yeah, it's frustrating when something won't start up. I've managed to avoid most of that by maintaining my lawn equipment. Yes. Which I also enjoy doing. So then you de- you're dealing with gasoline. You're dealing with fixing the equipment. Uh-huh. I really don't think it's much cheaper to do it yourself. No. Okay. Now that is a. Now this is. I mean, this is ultimately what the the time question is. Is is, is time time money. versus money? That's always the question. I think we're thinking about it wrong. I think I think we're thinking about like these two independent things, but there's all these other factors at play, like relaxation, enjoyment, uh, creative recharging. Um, the things that get you excited, feeling like you have margin in your day where like, 
I can just sit for a couple of hours instead of having to mow my lawn that day. Like I could just sit if I want. So, okay. So for me, mowing the lawn has some recreational value. I mean, I don't really like doing it in the heat of the summer, Mm -hmm. which is about nine months of the year. Nine months of the year in San Antonio. But, uh, but I do get that, but it kind of makes me remind me of a few years ago. I took a bunch of really, really wealthy guys hiking on the Inca trail. Uh And I realized about two days in just, just the way they thought about stuff was way different than me. Yeah. And I remember turning to one of the guys and I was like, hey man, y'all think different than me. <laughs> and I started, I wanted to, I was trying to figure out like, how do you get to this point where all these guys think way different than me? And I realized the big thing, the thing for them was the time versus the money thing. Uh-huh. And one of the guys said this to me, he said, you know, you make millions of dollars and then you realize that you can always make more, but there's one thing they're not making more of and that's time. time. So he says, you know, time is your most valuable resource. So I've, I've tried to kind of, revamp my life as best as I can. I mean, I don't have millions sitting in the bank, but I've tried to revamp. I'm thinking, you know, if I were to think like these guys, how do you value time? Like, how would I value my time? So yeah. that's, how do you value your time? No, I mean, I, I value it based on entertainment. I mean, or based on relaxation. No. So it's not about, it's not really, that's not really about it. It's really about not feeling trapped. So like if I want to go out of town for a week on a whim, yet I need to mow the lawn, that's not worrying me. Like, I don't feel trapped to my lawn. I don't feel trapped to these things that I have to do because someone else is going to do it. I'll pay them. I'll drop a check off when I get back from the trip. Like, I'm not trapped in any way. Uh, So I try to, as much as possible, obviously, once I have a kid, if I have a kid, that's going to change because I'm going to feel, not trapped, but I'm going to be a little bit more tied down. But... I just love Will the idea. Will you then that, mow your lawn? No, that, that's even more because <laughs> I, I need that time back. I need as much time as possible so I can drop anything and do whatever I need. Like I can, I can come record a podcast with you and not worry about oh I got to do my lawn, I got to do this, that, that. I don't have to go. Like I, I don't go to the grocery store either. I pay a delivery service to bring produce and meat to my house, and it's a little bit more expensive, but I save probably thirty minutes to an hour each week. So what do you do with that 30 minutes to an hour? I watch TV. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) This makes it seem like I do nothing. I I run multiple businesses. Like I, when I work, I work hard. When I I play, I watch TV. (laughs) Well, okay. So that's what's fascinating to me is like, what do we fill our time with when we buy all this time? Mm, Well, it's not. So it's, I think the difference of like entertainment is like, I'm never, whenever I consume entertainment, I'm never checking out. Like I'm always doing something, but for me, it's just a form of relaxation of, of unwinding, of recharging. I never like shut off my mind when I'm, when I'm watching TV, I'm always thinking about story or thinking about a project. Like I'm never just like vegging. And so you don't, so I get a lot of my best ideas, honestly, while I'm mowing Mm -hmm. the lawn, that does not there's something about that that does not work for you. You can't shut or you can't engage your mind while you're mowing your lawn. No, I actually can really well, but the 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 dread of having to do it wears on me. So the dread is the value for you. Yeah, that's probably the case. But I mean, like when I go for a walk without headphones in, that's when I have great thinking time. Or if I'm driving without you know anything on the radio, uh, when I take the bus into my work uh, three times a week, like that's all thinking time. That's all processing time for me. Okay. So here's another question for you because you you tend to consistently pump out quality work like enormous amounts of it. I'm more of a spurt guy. Uh-huh. Like I'll go through like this three month spurt where I'm just pumping out material, you know, book material, chapters, work workbooks, stuff like that. You're always pumping out. So how do you manage your day, week, etc. to do that? 
so I've, I've changed recently, but I think one of the things that I love doing is I, I, I split up every project into tiny, tiny manageable pieces. And so whenever I see something on my to-do list, that's all I'm doing at that moment. So like if I'm writing a book, I split, you know, the book up into 12 chapters and then each of those chapters I split into like a research day or a um, brainstorming day or a writing day. And that's all I do. I just I just forget about everything. So to be honest, if I like my to do list today, I don't remember what I did because once it's done, I check it off and I move on to the next thing because I don't really need to remember what I did. I have it already laid out for me. So I think that's what helps me just like it's very compartmentalized but it helps me process things. Um, and so, but then one thing that I've started too in the day, in the beginning of the day, uh, especially when I take the bus is I just sit with my phone, not don't have my computer and I respond to emails. I look through my to-do list. I kind of think through what I'm going to do. So by the time I actually get to sitting down to work, I'm just churning things out because I've already thought about it. Okay. So there's another time thing, the bus. Talk to me about your rationale for using the bus because I feel like that is an enormous waste of time. Yeah, I mean, I probably take an extra 30 minutes each day to get to the bus. So, like, I take an express bus, so it's really not that bad. It's a 30-minute drive uh, in the bus from the park and ride to the office. Keeping in mind, this is all voluntary because nobody's making you go to an office. You no, I'm choosing to go to, to go an to office. That's far from your house. That's far from my house. It's downtown, 30 minutes away. And so I have to, park, I have to drive up north to get to the park and ride so then I can go south past my house to Geekdom, this co-working space. But so I, you know, I drive like 15 minutes to get to the park and ride and then 15 minutes to get home. But then I have 30 minutes of just sitting, thinking time where I don't have to drive. I don't have to worry about parking. I don't have to deal with traffic, the stress of that. I'm just completely relaxed uh, and just thinking. Okay. So here... I'm, I'm thinking about downtown and I'm thinking about my experience last week going downtown, which was probably one of the most... You went to jury duty. Yeah, it was probably one of the most painful things I've ever experienced in my life, jury duty in San Antonio. So when we lived in Corpus, I got called for jury duty like four times. Uh-huh. Uh, Houston, they never got me. I was there for several years and never got called. I've only been in San Antonio about a year and they got me. But in, in Corpus, I would literally walk in the door, turn in my paper, and 20 minutes later, they'd be like, you can leave. Here... I had to go in and I sat and they said, okay, we'll call you. And I'm sitting in there in this room with you know 300 people and then they would call us out in the hall and then they would say, do you have a car? So I happened to have a car so then I got shifted to this other court. I spent the entire day doing absolutely nothing but sitting around and the judges are all, oh, thank you for doing your civic duty and da, 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 da. And I'm thinking... This is such a waste uh-huh. of time, and they gave me six bucks. Yeah, talk about a waste of time. A waste of time. But the thing was, I except realized, you were contributing to your civic duty. I think eight, that was your contribution to justice. Well, the thing I realized <laughs> though is, I forgot what I realized. Oh, you know. They, they make it, they just, I guess the thing that frustrated me the most was if they would have told me, oh, you're going to have access to the internet, you can listen to headphones and stuff. But, in, you know, another jury duty that I mentioned, you can't bring anything with yeah. you. Here, they're like, oh, yeah, set up your computer and go to work. I didn't even know that's how it works. So I'm sitting there all day with nothing but my phone, which is about to die anyways. Thank you. Thankfully, at lunch, we met and I tried my phone. But <laughs> I was just, ah, oh, that was so frustrating. I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, I, I guess think, I just need I a think, chance to complain. Yeah, I think that was a venting session. But I think <laughs> I think this is maybe, and I think you actually brought something up that really 
speaks to why I pay people to do what, what, what they do is that I choose to use my time like I choose where I'm using my time. So if I wanted to go to the grocery store, I could. If I wanted to mow my lawn, I could. But I don't feel like I ever have to. So the same thing with going to my co-working space, going downtown. If I had to go down there, it would become a dread. But when I choose to go down there, it actually becomes enjoyable. So the time, the, the things that I choose to do with my time, I feel refreshed. I feel energized. It's always when you feel trapped. And I think that's why I, I am willing to pay someone to do my lawn because I don't feel trapped having to do it. I don't feel like I have to go control to... control over your decisions yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same way I don't I don't use my inbox, my email inbox as my to-do list because all of a sudden that makes my inbox my, my to-do list. It's telling, like other people are telling me what to do. Instead, I take those emails and I turn them into to-do list items and I'll schedule them like a week away and then I'll delete them. So mm. I'm telling myself what to do. No one else is telling me what to do. That's, so when, And I can do that because I'm self-employed. <laughs> it's, it's very much in line with my personality. <laughs> that's funny because that, one of the greatest moments in my life happened a few months ago when... Um, I accidentally somehow on my iPhone deleted my entire inbox <laughs> and I was using it as a two, two <laughs> and then you find out none of the stuff you're doing was necessary yeah and then nobody wrote me and be like why didn't you write me back I'm like man I really am not that important <laughs> yeah. no that's true I think we, we we feel bound by outside pressures to do certain things and I want to get rid of those as much as possible and I think it gives me a lot of margin in my life to to just think and you know, start a new business or different things that I, I don't feel pressured to mow my lawn. Yes, yeah, so, uh, that's my question is how do you know when it's worth, so for example, this morning with my heater, how do you know when it's worth the money to pay for the time? Well, for one-off things, I'll usually try to fix things. Um, you know, like when it's something like, oh, I can, I can check and see, like I'll Google real quick. But after about, my kind of my rule of thumb is if some, something's going to take me more than an hour, I just don't do it. Like... Like there are even business ideas that I've had. Uh, like I've never done a podcast before now because podcasts typically require setting up interviews, yeah. uh, doing editing, hours of editing, brainstorming, tags. This well, was you've the first do time. Some research. We don't do any. We research. don't do any research. That's, we that's just make true. stuff up. So and... our podcast takes twenty minutes, and I edit it in about five to ten minutes. Like that's my general rule of thumb. If something takes more than an hour, I just don't do it. Interesting. Unless I can obviously break it up into smaller bits, but I can't get energized focus for more than an hour. Unless there's some times that I'm like, I'm super focused on a project. It's usually if I'm building something from scratch and it's like a really big passion project that I'm working on in the moment, which means that I didn't have other things that I had to do, like mowing the lawn. Uh, so I can just dive in and, and spend five hours on something just that I'm obsessed with and it's fine. Hmm. Well, you definitely have a good time management system. People always tell me that I'm really disciplined, but I feel like compared to you, I'm not very disciplined because my, my, I do things, I, like I kind of, I just kind of do things and I tried the consistency thing, uh -huh. but it just doesn't work for me. I mean, I, I, there are some things I consistently do every morning. I do my devotional. I do some sermon prep for when I have to speak. Yeah. I do a little bit of reading every morning. Well, I read for like an hour every morning, but in terms of like producing content and material like that, I just can't can't pull it off that way you know the funny thing is i actually intentionally don't read nonfiction so that i can produce content some there's something about like whenever i read other people's content it makes me not think creatively on my own for some reason like all i can think about is what they thought about but instead i feel like i have to figure things out on my own 
and it requires me to actually like come up with ideas. Sometimes they might be horrible. Like my books might be complete garbage because they're not based on research. Mm. But I, I actually find that's more creative. Like I find more, myself more creative because of that. We should do a talk on, we should do a podcast on that, on how do you get creative ideas. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah, write that down. So, well, anyways, it's an interesting topic. I was, it just came up this morning just thinking about that and knowing how averse you are to certain things that I actually find enjoyable, but they, you feel like they save you time. And that's what my question has always been. What do you do with that time? Well, and that's the funny thing is, do I watch TV? Like, <laughs> I watch a, a lot of TV, but hmm. it energizes me. For How some much reason. sleep do you get a night? How much time do you give sleep? Probably about like eight, seven or eight hours. So I'd say it's a reasonable amount of time. That's what normal people need. What do you get? Well, it depends how well Elise is sleeping. Elise, your 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 my daughter, two year old. Yes, uh, like I mean, so like this morning, I woke up at uh, about five thirty and had an idea, and so I rode for an hour. Yeah. So, but like that spurts again. So then, you know, I go. I went back to sleep for about an hour, and then Elise woke up, and then I started to get to work. But I also already realized, hey, I already pounded out an hour of work really early on. So, anyway. It's it's very unique. Uh, we we both have a very unique setup in that way. Yeah, I've actually this last week I found myself to the point where I was getting ahead on the next week's scheduled work because I'd gotten done so early and I I just like it's like ah I'll go ahead and work on next week's stuff. So today I had very little to do. Like I was able to do some projects that took way longer than they should have, but it was not a stressful point for mm -hmm. me because I got way ahead. Uh, and that doesn't usually happen, but I think it happens whenever you choose where you put your time. I definitely like to do things ahead. So, for example, if I'm doing a sermon series at the church, I usually have it planned about three months out. Well, that's, yeah, is that planning or is that you actually did the work? Well, yeah, that's true. It's the, But you see, I, it doesn't take me long to know, to plan where it needs to go. It takes me long to research once I've got where it needs to go. So I'll map out the structure. So you do the, you do the bulk of the work, and then the rest is just coasting off of the work that you've already done. No, actually, I feel like it's the reverse. I feel like I lay out the the framework. So the easy part, three months ahead. Yeah, and then the hard part is putting. So it's like like a skeleton, and then yeah. putting the meat around it is is to me the hard part. I don't know. No, I, yeah, because I, mean, I naturally I naturally look at things in kind of the way they need to go. And anyways, it's a whole other topic. But so I love doing the bulk of it ahead of time. Because what I usually do is anytime I have a deadline, I'll actually put in my to-do list like four days earlier than the deadline and finish it then. And then I just sit on it or I just turn it in early. But usually I'll just sit on it and just like not even usually work with it. But sometimes something like a new idea will come to me. But I love getting ahead like really far ahead. Yeah. And then th that kind of gets, in, in gets me in trouble sometimes because I'm not very timely with things. Like when I was blogging, for instance, if, if a news item would happen, like I had I wouldn't even think about commenting on it because I had already scheduled something for that day, uh, which is I think not great in like news media. So that's why I'm trying to kind of get out of that, to be honest. How far out? So Emily and I've gotten I think it's ever since Elise is born we've gotten where we can't plan stuff more than like a month out. Uh huh. Actually, I think part of it's her job too because she yeah. doesn't really know more than a month out what she's going to be doing. So people are asking us, "Hey, what are you doing in two months? Can you come to this party?" And we're like, "Man, we don't know what we're doing next week." Uh, so we have a hard time. That's another challenge for us with time management. It's funny because I'm, you know, on that Myers-Briggs we talked about. With You're a planner. Extroversion. I'm a J. Yeah, which I'm not, which is funny. <laughs> that is funny with reverse roles there because I literally don't know sometimes what, 
I mean, I've got some hard dates on the schedule when I've got summit leaders trips. I know that when you have to take a month to live speaking, in Antigua, speaking gigs, uh, <laughs> stuff like that, speaking engagements, <laughs> stuff like that. Those are hard dates that I have. Yeah. But in general, like, man, I don't know. I know what we're doing for Thanksgiving and that's more than a month. Well, now it's not more than a month out, but yeah. Uh, so the thing though that I notice about you is you'll, you'll frequently tell me, you're like, yeah, I like when you lived in Mexico, you're like, yeah, I spent all day cleaning the pool. And like you, you were like, you felt like you weren't able to get anything done because you had to clean the pool or like fix the pool or something. And I'm like, why didn't you hire someone for that? You could have. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there were some things in Mexico we literally could not hire somebody for. Like people just wouldn't well, come out there. Okay. You just Val- fix it yourself. Valid point. Yeah. I, I'll never forget the time the, the, the refrigerator broke. The same guy I called this morning to ask about the air, air conditioner. Uh, the refrigerator broke. And I called him. I was like, hey man, the refrigerator broke. Who do I call to fix it? He's like, Nobody will come out there. You'll figure it out yourself. So he's like, just, and he's the one that told me, he's like, just spend 20 minutes figuring it out. Yeah. And that's what I started to realize. Uh, I mean, that's what M. Scott Peck talks about in that book. Uh, the yeah. Shallow. He says, the people that fix stuff are no smarter than you. They've just taken the They're time. They've just taken the time to learn it. To learn it. Yeah. So the question, yeah, but, and I guess the question is, ultimately, back to the same thing, is it worth your time to take the time to learn it or do you have other things to go on? It's interesting though, also, because I read this article that millennials are the do it for me generation it's like a big trend among my generation which i think you just missed out on by like two years no, like it's no, 81 I'm, is 81 to something as millennials and you're like you're generation x you just you no, just they, got they in. gave me some other title i'm a i'm the people oh the in between the new yeah i'm the new demographic I don't label me i'm unique but something that's representative of my my generation is we want to have it done for us so like companies are creating these whole lines of uh these whole departments that are do do it for people because uh, that's what we want we, we we value our time i think it's a an issue of knowing that we you know maybe seeing a previous generation that worked their butts off and realizing man that didn't really get them any happiness so why don't we instead just enjoy our current time? Which means that we waste our money on avocado toast, like that one economist said. Did you hear that? That this economist said millennials can't afford houses now because they spend all their money on avocado toast. <laughs> Which is in a sense true because I'll spend 10 bucks for a cup of coffee and then uh, you know wonder why I don't have money to buy something that maybe traditionally is what people would do. Like they would you know spend uh, their money on a house. Or and if on your parents investments. are still letting you live with them. That's true. You can afford avocado. You can afford toast. avocado. No, but I mean, even people in college your... are eating avocado toast, even though they were living in an apartment by themselves. It's uh, it's just representative of the culture, which I don't know. That's a bad thing. I th- I think it's an okay thing. You know, people criticize. The question we should is, talk what are about they doing millennials. With their time? But what are they doing with their time? That's the question. And that's is it being productive? What is pro- what is what is through Facebook? What is productivity? Is productivity enjoyment of your life? Productivity is steward, is being a good steward, like doing the best you can with what you've got, with what you're supposed to do. Though. So if you are not too bright, maybe flipping through Facebook is productivity. That's the best. That's all you got. That's all you got. <laughs> you're just not too smart, buddy. Well, I think we got to manage our time with this podcast and probably wrap it up. Um, any last comments in these final minutes? No, I don't know that we've come to any conclusions, but I do think it's important. We we. Very I think terribly. we talked around in circles, and I think that's, I mean, talk about enjoyment of life. Now that we've wasted their time. <laughs> you guys are all bad at time manager <laughs> for listening to this. Suckers listen to us for over 20 minutes. <laughs> no, just kidding. We're really grateful you listen. We're grateful yeah. for your time. Yes, all seven of you. And we will respect it. So we'll we'll see you next week.